Hello, everybody, and welcome to The View. <laughs> Actually, as you know, this is not The View, but if you watch The View today, um, the reason, by the way, my view is going over here for a moment is because I can now broadcast to Instagram Live, but I have to press an additional button to do that. So, uh, as you know, drag is not a crime, even though Florida governor and wannabe president Ron DeSantis has tried to make it so. Uh, on the January 5th, 2024 live broadcast of ABC's The View, fabulous Florida drag queens from our house in Miami presented brunch to the ladies to celebrate co-host Anna Navarro's birthday, and Navarro herself doubled down on her support of the LGBTQ plus community. Absolutely loved it, loved it, loved it. So, uh, um... Joining me on the show in just a few minutes will be my special friend and guest co-host, Wyatt O'Brien Evans. Uh, he'll, he's going to join me because we're going to talk about a variety of hot topics. And I'm going to show you clips from each... Excuse me, my nose is now itching and running as I go live for you. Um, but I'm, we're going to be showing clips from each of my episodes this week. And we're going to talk about some even hotter topics. We're going to talk about sex clubs and 10,000 gay men and why I don't watch Fox News and transgender resources and sex clubs. Did I say that? that this is not going to be a boring episode. If you are watching live and have a question or make a comment, it may be featured on screen unless you are watching on Instagram. And I want to welcome to the Sticker Squad, Rush Ramirez, who's joined at $3 a month. A big thanks to Aaron Terry for upgrading to the Skip -a Latte Club for $10 a month. And a big shout out to Rock May, I forgot to get his name down there, uh, Omnimuscle for becoming an associate producer. I just couldn't be more excited. Um, I'm just going to reach over here and grab something because I mentioned the Sticker Squad. On Patreon, patreon.com slash promohomotv, if you, if you subscribe for $3 a month, you get one of these, and uh, it, it, will, it will come your third month of support, so you have to support me for three months before you get this particular uh, award, and then I just want to let me just do something here, there, okay. Uh, before you get this particular award, it comes in uh, this nice envelope from Patreon. And when you open it up, there is this fantastic Promo Homo TV sticker. Now, it looks like it goes onto a square white background, but it actually pops out. And it's really, it, it goes onto your car very nicely and it lasts for a long time. And that's if you join the Sticker Squad. I'm not going to do a hard sell on this, but um, uh, just these three increases in, in my support have helped increase my revenue for the next 12 months by over $700. And I've worked a 40-hour week uh, at another job to bring this show to you. And my goal is that I can let go of that 40-hour-a-week job by the end of 2024 and do this for you full-time. So that's the plan. Uh, we already have a comment. Rock May, my new associate producer, is watching, and I'm not surprised. I have a full show for you coming up. 
Um, and I'm going to actually start out uh, with a clip from the premiere episode because that kind of lets you know what uh, this show is all about. And this is a, a clip I made for TikTok, but you'll know that right away. You know, I spend a lot of my time watching news networks. I watch CNN, MSNBC, I watch local news. You won't catch me watching Fox News. And, and uh, unless I'm compelled to see it in someone else's house, at which point I'll come up with a reason to leave quickly. Um, and uh, I know all of us at the same time are on social media and we're talking about these shows. Uh, we're interacting about what we're watching on TV. And many of us in our lives are really kind of activists and we're involved in making a difference. So, um, I thought, what better way than to curate a nightly conversation with really passionate, powerful people in their own right who are working to make a difference and to do it regularly. So one of the features of this show is powerful rotating panelists. Another is I'll be able to curate your social media comments right into the show. Um, and I look forward to doing that if you're watching live. Promo Homo TV is all about empowering you, our communities, and our world. Shouting out to my media partners, Pink Media, amplifying Promo Homo TV across the Twitterverse with their hashtag I Love Gay campaign. GayDesertGuide.LGBT and KGay1065 Palm Springs, available worldwide. Ask your smart speaker to play KGAY. It's as simple as this. We will save our democracy in 2024, or we will watch the United States implode. I'm Nicholas Snow, and this crisis we face is why I have launched The Snowstorm, a nightly Hot Topics panel discussion show in which I will curate your social media comments into the show, and we will connect the conversation to action we can take to save America. Watch The Snowstorm nightly at 6 p.m. Pacific at promohomo.tv. And this is the snowstorm, but I'm feeling a bit lonely here on the set. So I'm going to bring in my friend and co-host right away, uh, Wyatt O'Brien Evans. Hey, Wyatt, how are you? Hey, Mr. Snowstorm. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Well, it's wonderful for you to be here. I'm just I'm just so excited. And uh, Robert Miller is watching. He says greetings from Pennsylvania. So, hey, Robert. Hey, now, for Robert. those... Those of you who are watching on Instagram Live, I cannot put your comment on the screen, but over here I can see who's watching. So I want to say hello to Ulf in Phuket at Phuket Gay Homestay, and my friend Carlos who has commented, nice seeing you, great job you're doing. And uh, Crucial underscore Culture is watching on uh, Instagram, and so is Timscapes. So thank you for that. And anyone watching on Instagram Live, in the bio, you can find a link to the YouTube version of this show where I can actually put your uh, comments onto the screen. 
and rock says hi wyatt so hey how are you isn't that cool wyatt that rock doubled his contribution to become an associate producer of the show absolutely oh i want to have a i want to uh, give a shout out to aaron terry as well oh fantastic yeah he's a he's a friend and fan of yours as well uh you gotta love that so um you know, at the very beginning of the first show, which you were on, I did talk about how I avoid Fox News at all possible. And someone I love happened to have seen that, and he was put off by it immediately. And oh. and he, he messaged me privately. Wow. And when I put that on TikTok, a lot of people perceived me as uh, of stating uh, as being a closed-minded person and and that I wasn't open to new ideas mm. um, so I went on in subsequent broadcast to explain that I'm open-minded and I try to get news from lots of sources right uh, but that I don't trust a source that is proven by courts to have lied and perpetuated the big lie and to have basically become an extension of the most radical right end of the Republican Party. Mm. Anything to add about that? Well, Nicholas, I totally agree because unfortunately Fox is the propaganda machine. And, you know, I like to, I strive to keep an open mind and I like to, you know, connect with a variety of news sources. And Fox used to be one that I really tried hard to connect because I figured that I needed to see what was on the other side as well. But with the lies and the mistruths, I just had to give it up. I just, it was just a waste of my valuable time. And Fox is just, uh, Fox is Fox. Fox ain't so foxy. Uh, right. I, right. Uh, well, so in another episode this week, I had my friend on. Well, and also this person that didn't like it that I dished that I dissed Fox also asked me, "What don't you like about Donald Trump?" Oh no! And it's like, really? So wow. literally that night when both of these comments came in. I had plans to have my good friend uh, and fellow activist warrior Joy Silver on the show. And I themed the entire show, What's Not to Love, about Donald Trump. And uh, this was inspired by someone I love who loves Donald Trump. And are you ready to hear what Joy had to say about all this? I'm scared, but please. Here we go. Okay. Here we go as seen on TikTok. Answer the question, what's not to love, literally, what is not to love about Donald Trump? Because there are people that believe everything that they've heard on these other, other sources of misinformation. Well, I think anybody who asks that question is already a goner. Because they're, if you say you don't love him because he's an insurrectionist they're going to tell you he's not if you say that he said i want to be dictator on day one they're going to tell you he's joking but what we've learned is that whatever he says is exactly what he's going to do 
He tells you what he's going to do. He And so with that in mind, you can't speak to the person who's asking you that question because whatever you're going to tell him, he's going to tell you that's not true. He didn't mean that. When somebody sees a savior, somebody who's going to speak about revenge and get everybody that's ever hurt them, when it comes from the victim place, and this this is their their hero is going to fight everyone that ever caused them any hurt and put them in their rightful position of ruling the world, This is there is no way that you're going to be able to have a conversation of what's not to like about the guy, because everything he is is what they love. So that's what she had to say. And let me tell you, there's lots of people on TikTok that didn't like what she had to say. She's right on point, Nicholas. I mean, because one-fourth of Americans actually believe that the FBI somehow instigated January the 6th. Um, I liken Donald Trump to a to an insidious virus that truly has quickly taken over the bloodstream, the nervous system, all parts of your body. And you know, when I was on Monday, I was talking about Karen Tumulty, who is a journalist for the Washington Post, and she was saying basically, if we reelect him, it is truly who we are. Because you know, when bad things happen, you have politicians and people saying, Well, that's not who we are. That's not who we are. It is who we are. And the sooner that we accept it and deal with it, maybe we can save democracy. Well, the scary thing, and this gets back to Fox News, is that all of these people who believe these things is because the the lies have been perpetuated and they've been perpetuated by a major network that calls themselves news. And uh, so many of the radical, you know, I know many Republicans who are wonderful people, but the radical right extremists in the Republican Party and which includes most elected Republicans. Republicans of Congress, because of their complicit, uh, compl- uh, the, the fact that they're complicit, um, they've uh, they've helped to perpetuate the lie. They have obstructed the pursuit of truth, and uh, it's it's sad and it's scary. Of course, today in breaking news, uh, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear the 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 Trump team's appeal of the Colorado State. A Supreme Court decision to not to allow the uh, Trump on the ballot for the, the primary ballot in Colorado because uh, the Supreme Court of uh, California deemed that he participated in an insurrection. Right, right. Do you have any idea about how the Supreme Court would well, rule? I've been thinking about that a lot. Actually, I'm torn um, because it is, you know, it's a conservative court. Trump installed three justices. Part of me says they'll let him, you know, they'll knock this down. They'll let him be on the ballot. Then, though, they might surprise you and realize and actually follow the Constitution because this man did this. Um, but I'm kind of leaning towards them um, 
ruling against Colorado. I think the fool will be on the ballot um, in every state. Um, that's just yeah. My a gut. friend of mine, a friend of mine, Lynn O'Neill, commented on my Facebook feed: "Don't hold your breath." Right. Uh, and uh, and um, you know, reminded me that we really just need to vote. We need to bring out the vote. We need to bring out the vote. Speaking of which, particular shirt is the crux of the hopeful sexual campaign and it is designed to inspire authentic human connection while simultaneously combating sexual sexuality based shame and stigma and the really cool thing is if you go to hopefulsexual.com it takes you to an amazon store where this shirt is available in all sorts of styles sizes and colors and i use the revenue to fund promohomo.tv so check it out i think everyone almost everyone is a hopeful sexual don't you And during the break, Hyatt, I noticed over on the Instagram live feed that one of my favorite advocates, activists, and politicians, Christy Holstage, tuned into the feed over on Instagram. If you're watching on Instagram live, I can see your remarks. I just cannot put them on the screen. But our buddy Rock is agreeing with us that uh, votes matter. Votes matter. Votes matter. Um Still to come in this show, I have some important information about how you can expand your awareness about trans issues, and I, I want to highlight how powerful a particular Facebook group has been here in the Coachella Valley, the Gay Men of Palm Springs, California Facebook group. But before we do that, Wyatt, you have brought a, a clip from one of your shows, and uh, I'd, love, I'd like for you, for our viewers that do not know, to talk a little bit about your show, why you do it, what it's about. You can throw in a mention of your book while you're at it, and then set up that clip for us, and I'll play it. Oh, well, thank you so much, Nicholas. Yeah, my um, podcast is called Wyatt. I said Wyatt. <laughs> You blew me back, buddy. <laughs> and essentially, speaking, speaking of which, I I have to stop you because sure. when I when you were intro when you were introducing introducing my episode of your show or or something, 
you said something that I hadn't heard before, but I, I really like it, and I was wondering where it came from. Ah, sookie sookie now. Yes, that's an old, I would say, African-American-centric expression. Um, I When I was little, I first heard it when I was watching, um, what was it, Facts of Life with Ken Fields. That would be one of her catchphrases. So it's, I think it was born in the African-American community. And it basically just means being effusive and this is really great, that sort of thing. So was she culturally appropriating, uh, the writers of that show, were they culturally appropriating that? Would you feel like a white person using that today is culturally appropriating it? Rock says it means excitable. <laughs> yeah, true, excitable. I, I try not to culturally appropriate. appropriate. Sometimes I like to culturally date, but not appropriate. Well, listen, you have my permission to use it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, all right. That's, that's that's all well, I'm, I'm excited. Ah, sookie sookie now about your podcast. So yes. I interrupted you, but I didn't want to forget to ask you about that. So tell us about Wyatt. Yes, I will. Well, it the podcast analyzes, dissects, you know, important issues confronting gay, same gender loving men. And I have people from all walks of life. There might be an activist, an actor, a comedian, a porn star, because, you know, the, the gay LGBTQ plus community, Nicholas, is so nuanced and so varied. So I like to bring in as many issues and as many types of different people as possible. The new season begins on January the 13th. On Saturday, I'm on the White O'Brien Evans uh, YouTube channel and Spotify. This season, I'm going to have even more bold and provocative in-your-face guests. Okay, so, then. Yes. So tell me about this clip that you sent me for use tonight. Right. This was one of my more recent shows, and it was it's really very powerful. Rick Clemens is a special guest, and Rick is an um, renowned, certified life coach, coming out coach for gay SGL, same gender loving men. And the question that I asked him was, it's on my cheat, cheat card here. Why gay SGO men find it so challenging to thrive in our own lives without fears and apologies and excuses? And his mantra is no fears, no apologies, no excuses. And this particular clip really summarizes a lot of what he said in that episode. Um, so yeah, it, it it's powerful. Well, I'll let our audience decide for themselves right now. Oh. Why do some gay or same gender-loving men find it challenging to thrive in their own lives without those fears, apologies, and excuses? Well, I think why, for the most of us, we've been, quote-unquote, I'm going to use a word I don't like using these days, groomed, to believe this is how we are supposed to show up in the world. So even as we move through our coming out journey and we come in, more to our truth and our authentic you know space of who we are there's always that pebble in the shoe uh -huh. like something i'll hit and they're like oh yeah. oh yeah i'm not you know and we don't realize how deep those belief systems 
those expectations run. I mean, I'm 60 years old and there are moments, I just had some of them recently, where I'm like, wow, I thought I was well past this, right? But we don't, we carry these things with us because we've been pushed down and pushed down and pushed down to say, you can't be that, you're supposed to be this way, you're supposed to quit being such a sissy, da 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 da. It doesn't even matter if somebody calls us a sissy anymore. It can be something that is so embedded deep within us that as much work as we've done, and yeah, I've been I've been doing personal development stuff probably more than 25 years at this stage. And there's still those moments, man. They just hit. They just hit. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel you about that. Uh, and it's crazy because they can just pop up at any moment, you know, when you least expect it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like you have it all together. But there are some moments that I guess I just, you know, they just kick in. Powerful stuff, Wyatt. It is. This is episode 187. And, and you really need to watch it because he has a compelling, poignant powerful coming out story and he came out right before he was 40. So I'm not going to give you many details because I want you to watch the episode, but he talks to talk and walks to walk. He knows what he's talking about and he's helped so many gay SGL men come out of the closet and live, you know, the rich lives that we all deserve. So and is wyattevans.com the best destination? Oh, for yeah. people to find you and your your great work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. So um, now while we're on the theme of uh, uh, earlier, just a bit earlier about things that have originated in the black African-American uh, community, that's redundant. I'm, uh, I didn't want to use the word black gay because what I'm pointing out is that the term SGL or same gender loving men has come out of the of the um, black male community. Um, has it hasn't it? Am I understanding that correctly? Is that how you believe that term has originated? Absolutely, it has. Um, and when I as a journalist, as I write about LGBTQ plus issues, particularly where African-Americans are concerned, I use both because some African-American black men just prefer same gender loving men to the term gay. So I try to be as inclusive as I possibly can be. Okay. Um, uh, Rock about that clip says, this reminds me of generational trauma I did life coaching in Chicago. Hey, Rock, were you a life coach or were you a recipient of a life coaching or both? Um, so there's a wonderful organization here in the Coachella Valley called Brothers of the Desert for black gay men and their allies. And they use the term black gay men and their allies. And uh, I'm one of the allies. Uh, I guess I shouldn't have to say that. If, uh, if I Let me put it this way. If there wasn't proof of it behind what I'm saying, I'm not an ally. But I am, and there's proof of it, so I guess I'm good calling myself an ally. Um, But they do this health and wellness summit every year. And uh, I went to a talk by this amazing uh, educator, author, activist. There's so many things that I could say about him. And uh, he's going to be on my show this coming Wednesday. And... 
I'm going to su surprise you, Wyatt, and my audience by bringing up the cover of his book and sharing the title with you, because frankly, just that is something that, uh, you know, is going to knock you off your chair. I just am opening it up just a second. You know, I need a I need a producer. I am doing 17 things at once for every show. You wear a lot of hats. Yes, I do. So I want to show up. I want to share a window, and here it is, Wyatt. Okay. So is it at? this book is called The 400-Year Holocaust, White America's, White America's Legal, Psychopathic, and Sociopathic Black Genocide and the Revolt Against Critical Race Theory. The cover is really very eye-popping, eye-catching, compelling. As, and as an author, I know that a great cover helps sell the book. That is really nice. Well, Dante's going to be on the show Wednesday, and uh, I, reached, I, I approached him that day about being on my show, and now that I'm doing nightly shows, we've, we've locked in a date. Uh, this coming Tuesday, I have Ellie Kay, as she's known, and she is a a major force within the Democratic Party. And uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, I've booked an amazing uh, author, writer, artist, um, intellectualist who has uh, decades of history, Matt Bamberg. Uh, so lots of exciting shows coming up. You know, at the top of the show, to take a hard right turn, I... I mentioned we might talk about sex clubs, Wyatt. Oh, please do. Come on. Let's. What, what do you, yeah, what do yeah, you want yeah. to talk about? This? So there is a new sex club in town, which I addressed during a sh during my show about the Gay Men of Palm Springs Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's called Club 541. And oh. it is what it's called, a sex club. Have If you don't mind the question, have you ever been to a sex club? <laughs> You can plead the fifth. You can just laugh. I can just leave it at that. Long time ago. Okay. Well, I was at a sex club last Saturday night. So, no. um, well, I felt like I'm going to interview the owner. It's my responsibility to go. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And sure. I, I reached out to the owner, and uh, okay. I am still going to interview him. And uh, I will go to the club when it's not open. Okay. And do an interview with him there, and I will give a tour of the inside of that club for for my audience. Wow. Um, by the way, we're going over 30 minutes tonight. Is that all right with you? That's fine. Okay, because we're using all these clips, and it's an action-packed show. Okay. So, um, by the way, if you're viewing and you want to have sex with me, please don't try to figure out when I'm going to the sex club. I would really rather be dating people. And decide to have sex that way. Yes. But in I the agree. absence, in the absence of the opportunity to meet guys and go out on old-fashioned dates, I've just decided I would like to have a sex life. And I personally am glad the sex club is there. And I'm going to go again to do more more research. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think research, particularly there, is very, very important. Yeah, I you know I I believe in you know doing my research and not revealing my sources. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you can't do that. 
Well, that was one of the things that I spoke about uh, with um, Raymond Lafleur, who was the founder of the Gay Men of Palm Springs, California Facebook page. And one of the things I've managed to do all week long is the the morning after a show, I have uh, put up a an interesting clip from the episode the night before up on uh, TikTok and then across all the other social media. Um, and uh, this is what Raymond had to say about the important role of this particular Facebook group uh, in recent years. There was a lot of fear in the community, you know, given the demographic of Palm Springs, it's anywhere from 40 to 50% gay men, uh, average age 60. Uh, there was, it's a vulnerable group um, when it comes to COVID. And um, given that, uh, I think the statistic is that Palm Springs has the highest percentage of HIV survivors in the country of any city. Uh, it was very important that uh, we get accurate information out there, information about shots, where to get them. It was very difficult, very challenging uh, to get these folks um, to find places where they could get the shots they needed, vaccines, and also anything related like uh, what's safe what's not safe what's maybe safe a lot of discussion around that uh, almost very reminiscent of the early 80s and the fear and panic and concern lack information that existed rel relative to hiv aids it felt like deja vu during the entire COVID crisis wow the really powerful impact yeah. that group had had then and has now. How did you get your information in the early days of COVID? Um, you know, news sources. Um, of course, not Fox News. <laughs> no, we've know. we've covered that. We cover that. But no. did you go right out and get your bleach to inject? You know what? Don't I, do that at home. I'm referencing to a Donald Trump suggestion about putting bleach inside the body. I had a previous engagement at the time. But anyway, um, you know, just listening to like MSNBC, CNN, local, national stations that I felt that were credible. And of course, reading, you know, newspapers and medical journals and all of that. Well, um, we were quarantined at home, so we could certainly watch a lot of TV. Absolutely. So, yeah, just, you know, news sources, news sources, news sources. So I just want to acknowledge again over on Instagram Live that uh, Ivan has tuned in and Shay's Warriors Life After Cancer dropped into the broadcast. That organization does great work. Renee Midori dropped in and Christopher Lee Master dropped in over on Instagram Live. I cannot put your comments from Instagram into the screen. I can see them there. If you want me to be able to curate your comments into the broadcast, be sure you watch on one of the other platforms. The best place to go is youtube.com slash network slash streams. Um, another important resource that people need and they don't really know how much they need, Wyatt, is 
um, information about how to become more enlightened about the transgender community, the issues the, yeah. they, they face, and the um, diversity within the trans community. Oh, absolutely, because I've had a few transgender um, guests on the Wyatt podcast, and um, actually, you didn't I, say you didn't say that right. It's the Wyatt, not I the tried, Wyatt. It's the Wyatt podcast. I, I, was, I was trying to save your ears, but it is Wyatt. Yes. But, <laughs> thank you, Nicholas. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to be partnering. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to be partnering with a transgender um, female who is um, a music artist in the UK. I'm going to have her on the show probably the end of this month. And she's also a victim. She's a survivor, rather, I should say, of intimate partner violence and abuse. And her story is riveting and she survived. She has survived a great deal. So definitely look for that. I'll talk more about that in the coming weeks, but it looks like it'll probably be the last Saturday in, in January. WyattEvans.com. Well, Wyatt, last night I had Paulina Angel, a trans activist on my show. It's a sweeping show. You can find it at promohomo.tv. Okay. But one of the things I did during the show is share uh, this valuable information. So, uh, Paulina, I'm going to put this website up and then I'm going to bring the actual page uh, onto the screen because GLAD does really great work and they have uh, an amazing, an amazing uh, section of their website that uh, is just so impeccable. And uh, here we go right there. So you've seen it's glad.org slash transgender and glad is spelled with two A's. But I'm going to take that down to show you the page. So they have a section transgender FAQ. They have a section for media professionals. Uh, they talk about their direct work with transgender issues. They have tips for allies. They let you know how to report defamation. Uh, defamation and they have transgender resources. So just to jump into the transgender FAQ section, you know, they go into what does transgender mean? How is sexual, sexual orientation different from gender identity? What does non-binary mean? And is it different from being transgender and so forth? So if you've been out there and you've been curious, uh, it's just really a great resource. And I wanted you to know about it. Were you familiar with that page? Uh, 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 with that page, Paulina? Definitely, I follow Glad all the time. They have like a really good um, transgender team uh, working for. Wow. So Wyatt, if you ever are in your show or wanting to offer people more resources like that, it's glad.org/transgender. It's easy to find. I certainly will. Thank you so much for that, Nicholas. You're welcome. Now, for those of you who are watching at home, this is your last chance to comment on anything we've done uh, here in the show tonight. I once, once again want to thank uh, Russ Ramirez, a new $3 a month a sponsor, which in three months gets him a sticker. Yeah. And uh, also Aaron Terry, also uh, a.k.a. Elk Whistle, for jumping up to the 
Skip a Latte Club, $10 a month. Don't you like how I named that the Skip a Latte Club? Because if you skip a latte, you can almost uh, qualify for that $10 a month. Uh, maybe it's a latte and a half. I would be skipping a latte and a half to participate at that level. And to Rock May, who who's become an associate producer of the show. So that's fabulous. Um, uh, is there anything that you would like to say tonight, Wyatt, that we haven't talked about? Um, I watched it. I'll be, I'll be brief about this. I watched the Biden speech. I did too, and we you don't have to be brief. Oh, okay. It, I you could call it his coming, his campaign kickoff, and he was remembering uh, January the sixth. Appearances mean so much. I'm going to go into the appearance visual, then I'll go into his content. Visually, you know, appearances matter. Perception is reality, right? I found him to be refreshed, which he needed to be. I found him to be poised, in control, very passionate. Um, so I think he presented himself quite well, very presidential. Content-wise, it was a rousing speech. Um, I think he hit on the appropriate themes. I, I can tell that the whole Donald Trump is a threat to our democracy is going to be the cornerstone, which he is, which it should be. My concern is... I think so many people, unfortunately, are disengaged and tuned out. They're so involved in their own little lives. You know, I don't mean to sound condescending or anything like that. Yeah, they're not little lives, but relative right. to the whole world, they have a very full life filled with responsibility that they're that they're focusing on. Right. And, uh, you know, trying to make their those lives work. Absolutely. And because of the disengagement and for some reason, his message, the whole economic recovery message really isn't landing the way it should. I mean, and we had amazing uh, unemployment numbers and economic numbers reported again today. So the proof is there everywhere. That is true. So how do we know it's not landing? Because people have been saying it's not landing, but how do we know today that it's not I'll landing? I'll tell you. Oh, it um, knows. No, I'm not, I didn't mean it that way. If you get on YouTube and you go to TikTok videos, there's so many TikTok videos of people who are saying that they don't see the recovery. They don't watch the news then because we right. see the we see the stats. But I wouldn't look at TikTok. I wouldn't look at what people are doing on TikTok by itself as, uh, as in indication that people aren't getting the message. I do know and I acknowledge it's been reported multiple times that that message isn't coming across. Right. Um, I would just throw out that their effort to call it Bidenomics was just a little bit cheesy and uh uh right um, but the the bottom line is even though people aren't getting it we've made and, such progress 
and it, and we have, and it's not just a TikTok. I mean, I see it in other arenas as well. It's just that for some reason, I mean, for example, the unemployment rate held steady for December at 3.7. There were almost 220,000 new jobs created. Um, but for some weird reason, the message isn't landing well enough. I'm hoping that as the months go by and people do actually become more engaged, that they'll say, okay, the economy is better. It was really screwed up under Trump with the whole COVID thing. You know, look what Biden has done to, Im to improve the economy. And so I'm hoping that will happen. Um, but the whole Bidenomics, I never liked that title. I, I, it, it just didn't work. Well, you know, my friend Joy Silver, who, by the way, is the head of the Riverside County Democratic Party. Oh, and uh, uh, she actually was the Democratic Party endorsed candidate in a in a race in recent years. And the, the Democratic Party endorsed candidate in recent years and the Republican candidate only um, only. Uh, one by three percent and rock is actually referencing what i'm about to reference about that episode so um going back to what joy said people are being divided because one of one or more specific things aren't going their way and that will sway the vote so what joy was pointing out is that the radical right and our enemies uh, are using our emotional differences to divide us. So Absolutely. they're delighting in the fact, for example, that the uh, uh, that there is now conflict within the Democratic Party about um, how we should be approaching the horrid uh, conflict in the Middle East Absolutely. between Israel and the uh, terrorist Hamas organization as well as the uh, involvement of innocent people who are getting caught up in it. So the radical right is delighting in the fact that there's such passionate differences around, you know, life and death issues within the Democratic Party. But the fundamental bottom line thing that we need to look at is that uh, if Trump gets in again, we won't have a democracy. And as Joy Silver says, he's never leaving. So regardless of who you think looks older, who you think looks younger, who has more energy, whose whose policies uh, you, you love or get along with, or whether or not you think that you like the price of eggs. If you want to continue to live in a democracy in the United States of America, Trump must be defeated. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, we cannot afford to sit out this election and you know whether we may like it or not is a binary choice. Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee. So you have to choose one or the other if you want to save the democracy. I love what Teresa has said, and I put her comment on. And thank you for watching, Teresa. I haven't seen you in my audience before. Um, but she says, we the people, not the politicians, will save democracy. We need to stand, speak, and vote as one. Uh, there are simple and quick answers. Yeah, voting as one, and uh, that's 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 a great way to I think wrap up the show along with Rock saying, "United Front." 
Um, I I thank you and the audience for sharing this first week of uh, the brand new nightly snowstorm with me here on Promo Homo TV and and Wyatt. Uh, you've been encouraging me around this concept for a couple of years now. I've always said you would be great as a recurring guest, and uh, I showed up with a snowstorm, and you got caught in the drift. <laughs> You're so clever. I love it. Um, I try to do that. You know, by the way, Teresa, this is her first time watching and she oh, likes what Teresa. she's hearing. Teresa, if you go to promohomo.tv, the website, you can kind of see the deep history of my work and you can find the most recent episodes of The Snowstorm. And it really means a lot to me that you're watching and uh, I'm doing this every night. So if you have ideas for guests, there's a contact link at promohomo.tv, and it means a lot to me that you spent your valuable time with us tonight. And the same with you, Wyatt. All right, what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing this weekend? Well, um, you know, my new novel, Shattered, Nothing Nothing Can Tear Us Apart, Shattered, is out. It's doing really well. I'm starting the new novel tomorrow. I have the synopsis. I have the the the... 25 word elevator pitch. I've got the outline. I'm going to start writing tomorrow. Teresa just put her phone number out for the world to see. I'm not going to put it on my screen, but anyone that's seeing this on LinkedIn knows what it is. Teresa, it's better if you reach out to me using the contact link at promohomo.tv. That would be worth best for me. I But I hope that you get lots of interesting calls and that you screen them. Yes. Uh, uh, congratulations on the book and the next one. What a novel idea. Mm, you're so clever. <laughs> you're so, and, uh, I love you, buddy. You're so clever. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I love you too. And uh, I'm just going to wrap it up because we can, we can go on forever, but we don't yeah. need to. And I have shows every night. And we'll, I'll figure out when you're going to come on next because I know your next season is starting as well. I'll be back to the snowstorm. Uh, I look forward to that. And everybody at home, thank you for watching. And check out these closing credits for exciting, intriguing, and interesting information. In a safe place, I got room to breathe. Been a 